Long time no see. Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. This is the first episode after I came back from the World Cup, World Cup baseball under 12 and under 18. However, I'm still busy with a lot of different jobs related to translation and interpretation. Therefore, I have to say sorry that just with the first episode coming back, I'm delayed. But today, I will still try my best to introduce some good movies to you. As this episode was supposed to be released, these movies that we're going to talk about today were very timely. Without further ado, let's listen to the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Road to Boston. A rousing tale of the Korean athlete who ran the 1947 Boston International Marathon, the first international marathon held since World War II. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Korean movie. When this episode was supposed to be released, it was the Asian Games. Therefore, I think this movie is very timely. And when I saw the trailer, I was intrigued by the story because I think it's somehow similar to Taiwan situation. When we go to multi sports events like Asian Games or Olympics, our athletes can only be titled as Chinese Taipei athletes. We're not able to play our anthem. And there are more and more weird things that athletes need to face when they go to an international stage. Besides the plot itself, one of the reasons that intrigued me to watch this movie is that it's played by one of the Korean's award winning actors, Ha Jong Woo. He admitted that. It's really stressful to play a national hero in a movie. This character is a real person after all, even though Ha Jung Woo has a very talented acting skill. It's inevitable that people would compare him, or we should say the character he played in the movie, with the real person. But I think he really doesn't need to worry about that. Because the director said that it was after he read the information and watched the videos of the athletes that he realized that Ha Jung Woo's personality and his way of walking are all very similar to the real person. And that's exactly the reason why the director wanted Ha Jung Woo to play this character. And just because this character is based on the real person, When Ha Jung Woo was playing this character, he paid extra attention to every line and his acting skill in each scene. So, either you're interested in sports movies, or the history of Korean sports, or you're just a marathon runner, I recommend you to watch this movie, Road to Boston. And our second new movie is also an Asian movie. Let's listen to the introduction. The Boy and the Heron. A young boy named Mahito, yearning for his mother, ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end, and life finds a new beginning. A semi autobiographical fantasy about life, death, and creation, 
in tribute to friendship from the mind of Hayao Miyazaki. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a Japanese anime, and actually, it's a work by Hayao Miyazaki. I'm pretty sure everyone more or less saw at least one of Hayao Miyazaki's work, and this is said to be his potential last movie. As I mentioned, the movies I'm going to talk about today are all very timely, and the reason for the boy and the heron. Is that I don't know how long ago, maybe a month or a few weeks ago, that Studio Ghibli announced that they were bought by one of the biggest Japanese TV stations. Well, for some people, of course, it's a sad story, but that's one reasonable way to continue Studio Ghibli's work because. Director Hayao Miyazaki is pretty old, and his son doesn't want to take over the business on his own. So, in order to have enough money to continue running the business, that might be the only solution, or at least the best solution for Studio Ghibli. And not long after the news, The Boy and the Heron was released about last month. We received the news that Taiwanese audience get to watch this masterpiece right after Japan. Well, maybe not right after, but at least the second place in the world to see this movie, and it's going to be released on October sixth. This is director Hayao Miyazaki's latest animation. It has been ten years since he last made one. And it's totally different from usual business model. This time, their strategy was zero promotion before release. They only released a poster, nothing about the plot, not even pictures and trailers. So it's very mysterious, and the audience gets more curious about it. It was released on. July fourteenth in Japan, and it accumulated four million one hundred twenty-five thousand views a month after the release. That was about one billion three hundred seventy thousand million dollars, anti dollars. It even surpassed the box office of Spirited Away, which was released in two thousand one. So so far, it ranks number three on Japan's box office ranking in 2023. So if you like director Hayao Miyazaki, I highly recommend you to watch The Boy and the Heron. Before we move on to Top Double O Seven, let's review what we had from last week, especially because we have stopped the podcast for ten weeks. Top three was the Equalizer three, top two the Non two, and top one a Haunting in Venice. Let's listen to what we have from top seven to top four. Top five, Saw X. You picked John Kramer. The Equalizer three. Nine seconds. Top four, Expendables. Welcome home, honey. 
Do you read now? What is this? It's classified. Whole control. The mighty movie. <gasps> Did he say lunch? Uh, no. I said launch. Actually, I really want to talk about Paul Control the Mighty Movie. It's a very cute animation. However, we're talking about timely movie today, so I'd like to talk about Saw 10. Although Halloween still a few weeks away, it's October, so of course there's going to be some horror movies or at least gruesome thrillers. And Saw X is definitely one of the best examples. Coming to the 10th episode of the series, it was really a miracle when the first episode of Saw was released because the box office was a hundred times to the cost. And the person behind the whole series is director James Wan. Although he doesn't direct the series anymore, he's still the person that puts this movie on the world stage. When the first episode was released in 2004, he was just 27 years old. But that movie not only was nominated at Toronto International Film Festival and Sundance Film Festival, but was also liked by a lot of fans of horror movies because of the plot and delicate killing machine, or I should say mechanics, in the movie. However, the last time we see the key character in the series was in 2017. But he's back! So this time, it's going to bring back a lot of fan base. And the best part is that it's not just himself, but with his apprentice, can I say that? It has been 14 years since they cooperated with each other. That's Amanda Young, played by American actress Shawnee Smith. She appeared in the first episode and became the apprentice of the protagonist after she escaped from the mechanism and decided that when the protagonist dies, She's going to take over the business? Can I say business? It sounds so weird. And I'm pretty sure the audience is looking forward to the brand new killing methods with these two important characters coming back together. If you're a big fan of horror movie, don't miss out Saw 10. Time really flies. We're here for the last part of this episode, top 3 to top 1. Top 3. The Creator. This is a fight for our very existence. Sergeant Taylor, we are this close to winning. Top two, the non-two. There's something wrong with the school. Something doesn't feel right. Top one, a haunting in Venice. I do not believe in psychics. Come with me to a seance. Spot the car and I can't. Well, this section seems more Halloween, but since AI is definitely a trending topic right now, I'm going to talk about the creator in the last section of this episode. The director said that this movie wants to discuss whether AI could evolve to be able to express the real feeling and emotions. What do you think about that? 
I personally think they can someday in the future, but that would be very creepy. Imagine all the sci-fi movie you've seen. Maybe we can actually be friends with AI, but at the same time, just like there are bad people among us, there will definitely be bad AI. What do we do with that then? So of course, the creator is definitely a sci-fi movie, but the AI in the movie also indicates those people that are different from most people. And AI happens to be a trending topic right now. It's really lucky for this movie to be released right now. And the movie also wants the audience to think about whether AI technology should be banned or should we keep developing it. There's no black and white in this topic, and the movie is not going to give out any answer. It just wants the audience to decide on their own based on their feelings. I personally think how this movie started is very interesting. When director Gareth Edwards was trying to write a sci-fi story in Thailand, another director happened to be in Vietnam, and that director invited Gareth Edwards to go to Vietnam. After they met up with each other. They went to see a lot of temples and ruins from Vietnam War together, and director Edwards decided to film a sci-fi story with a universe concept related to the Blade Runner, and that's the reason why the background of the story is set after a war, a disaster. Although this sounds very vague. If I tell you director Edward's background, you will feel very satisfied. When he was filming his very first movie, he was in charge of script writing, directing, art design, special effects, and cinematography. So I'm pretty sure he won't let people down with this movie. And that's all the time we have for today. Since I'm still catching up with the existed episodes. I'm pretty sure I won't be on time this and the week after, but I will try to be back on the track as soon as possible. Please stay tuned, and I will bring you more good movies. I'm Viola. See you next time.